Are you ready to become awesomer? Hello everyone, this is Umar Hamid, your host, and welcome to the No Limit Selling Podcast, where industry leaders share their tips, strategies, and advice on how to make you better, stronger, faster. Get ready for another episode. Hello, everyone. I'm uh, privileged to have uh, Dr. Tony Alessandro with me today. Tony, welcome to the program. Thank you, Umar. Glad to be here. Uh, when I first came across your work, it was when you were uh, playing with the platinum rule. And uh, one of the things I loved about that assessment that you created for the platinum rule was it was so intuitive for people to understand. It must have been like 10 years ago. I can still remember it. There was like the director, socializer, relator, thinker. And that was uh, made it so easy to kind of comprehend that assessment. Uh, so tell me about creating that. I know you've moved on to DISC now. We'll go into that a little later. Yeah, so I actually put that assessment, the Platinum Rule Assessment, online in 1996. Uh, for four years, I had it as a free assessment so that uh, I was hoping people would buy my Platinum Rule book, which also came out in 96. Oh, brilliant. And uh, then in 2000, uh, after great success uh, and hundreds of thousands of people taking the free assessment, I figured, hey, this is a business uh, that I should pursue. And I uh, created a company called assessments24x7.com and uh, put the Platinum Rule Assessment on there. And over the years, have built in other assessments like the DISC Assessment, which is very similar. It has uh, this disc stands for dominance, influence, steadiness, and conscientiousness. And if I link those to the terms that you previously used, uh, dominance is really the director, influence right. is the socializer, steadiness is the relator, and conscientiousness is the thinker. Interesting. Uh, and I think when I read about the Platinum Rule when you in your book, uh, I think you had uh, attributed uh, the first assessment or thoughts around that uh, to Hippocrates uh, way back when, when he noticed different personality types. Yeah, he uh, Hippocrates, this is BC, he yep. talked about different, uh, sort of like different temperaments, uh, uh, or, or blood types. I mean, it really was kind of crazy, you know. Uh, but yes, that's, that's how far back it goes. Brilliant, because since the dawn of time, people have to be wondering, you know, look at like Ugg over there. Why is he so X, Y, Z? And they were probably chatting about it around the fire. So it's this need to understand other human beings is kind of hot wired into our survival mechanism. Oh, absolutely. You know, why are some people quiet and others are chatty? Why are some people, uh, you know, get to the point and other people like to, you know, socialize before getting down to business? I mean, there's a lot of interesting differences in people. And uh, with our model, uh, the platinum rule model, the, the broad platinum rule model. So platinum rule is do unto others as they would have you do unto them. So we could use any kind of terminology for that. Uh, and, and the platinum rule concept, uh, you, I don't know if you remember that book, best-selling book called Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. Yes, you I did. That, uh, yeah, so that was a best-selling book. And really, it, it, 
it is the essence of the platinum rule. The, the, the premise of the book was men speak Martian, women speak Venetian. Uh, and if men wanted to understand and, and get along better, communicate more effectively with women, they would learn to speak Venetian and uh, understand it. And women, if you want to communicate more effectively with men, you would learn how to both speak and understand Martian. That is the platinum rule. The platinum rule is adjusting your style to, uh, to meet the needs uh, and to communicate more effectively with, with people who are of a different style. So what's interesting to me is that, you know, at, uh, at an intellectual level, we all understand other human beings are different than us. But at a practical, uh, deeper level, we see the world through our eyes and we assume people see it the same way. So there's conflict of wanting people to be like us and them not being like us. Well, you know, if we go way back, most societies were homogeneous. In other words, everybody was sort of the same <clears throat> other than, you know, uh, male, female. Uh, but, you know, similar backgrounds, same ethnic background, maybe a lot of the same religious uh, beliefs. Uh, in today's environment, uh, almost every environment is diverse, uh, particularly the United States. Uh, and as such, we have to be more aware of these differences. And uh, if we really want to connect with other people, be it uh, social, be it uh, leader, be it sales, we have to understand that people are different from us. People communicate differently. People buy differently. And we need to adjust the way we deal with them. What's interesting is, you know, at a very young age, we understand this to be the truth. And a good example is go to any kid that's four. They know which parent to ask in what way to get what they want. Absolutely. And then somehow when we grow up, we forget that, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, a lot changes as, as kids uh, grow up. You know, uh, an interesting example is even from a parental point of view, when uh, a child is just getting ready to learn how to walk, uh, when they learn how to walk, they're constantly falling down, but we're so encouraging of the child and we're so happy and excited, uh, you know, and even when they make a mistake and fall down, we, we ignore that and only focus on the positive things. But when the yes. child becomes a teenager, uh, we go the exact opposite. It's like every little thing they do, we look, you know, we criticize, we don't compliment enough, uh, you know, when they stumble, uh, we, we critique it as opposed to, you know, being positive. So. so what's interesting there for me, Tony, is this, is that we have a different set of rules for different contexts. We're looking at the world when a child is really young. The rule set that comes up is I need to encourage. I need to focus on the positive. We need to make sure everything's amazing. And then, as you said, as we get older, we get a different set of rules come up, like I need to get them ready for the world. And we don't even realize our internal structure has changed. When they're kids, all the cute things they do kind of jump out and touch our hearts. And when they're teenagers, they could be 80% good, but that 10% kind of uh, suspect becomes larger than it really is. So that internal rule set change happens in business, happens as parenting. Kind of your thoughts on that? Do I have that right? Kind of what's your read on that? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's like everything switches. Uh, 
And, and, you know, when it comes to, if we can take that example that you just made, you know, how we treat uh, kids when they're toddlers versus when they're teens, uh, what we, what we need to do is, and let's just say, let's use an example of selling environment. Uh, a lot of salespeople, unfortunately, they go in and they sell the buyer from their perspective, yes. rather than understanding the buyer and selling the buyer from their perspective in terms of how they buy. Some buyers want facts uh, and uh, they, they do not like a lot of, uh, you know. Uh, Bottom line it for me. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and, you know, some, some buyers make quick decisions. Some buyers need to sleep on it. Uh, some buyers want testimonials. Uh, we just need to understand, uh, if I can use our, the platinum role model, uh, we typically break buyers into two categories. One is, are they more uh, open or guarded? Uh, basically, are they more task or relationship oriented? And the other, are they, are they faster paced or slower paced? And if we can understand that, uh, we can actually adjust our presentations based on those four modes of behavior. So, for instance, yes. if somebody is task-paced and fast, we get to the point. We give them two or three options. You know, we, we, that, that's how we treat them. But if they are uh, slower-paced and, uh, let's just say, more... Uh, uh, let's say more uh, people centric relationship oriented, which would be more the, the S customers. Uh, yes. They, they want the relationship built on trust. They make decisions more collaboratively. They want other uh, uh, key people, a spouse, family members, advisors to get involved in making the decision. They don't like pushy, aggressive salespeople, but once they buy, they become fiercely loyal. So, we need to understand that we have to adjust our selling style to fit the customer's buying style. What's interesting to me, so all of that I get and uh, I agree 100% with. The part that really interests me is this, is that we have this salesperson, let's call her Janet. And Janet sells into $5 million companies and she is fabulous. She's a master of her craft, connects with people, and she's dreaming about landing a billion-dollar company like McCormick Spice, which is just down the street from us. It takes her a year to get the appointment. She goes in there, and when she goes to do the presentation, something about that being so much larger a company than she's used to all of a sudden gets her to second-guess herself, and the normal game she had just disappears. So your thoughts on, you know, our beliefs about ourselves and what's possible, how that impacts the sales situation. Well, I'm a firm believer in doing your homework. And uh, whether you're selling a small company where it's a one call sale or a huge co company where it's a multi call sale, uh, a small company where you're dealing with one person, uh, a big, big company where it might be a committee of people, uh, do your homework. Find out as much as you can about the company. Find out as much as you can about the people involved in the purchasing process. Right. Uh, and, and then go in prepared uh, with a, 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 a smaller product, a, a lower cost product, a less technical product. It may be a one call sale uh, and, and you, you react accordingly with a, a bigger 
company, a bigger sale, a bigger dollar volume, uh, more technical possibly. Uh, you may have to go through several different people uh, and, and need to adjust your presentation to each style. You know, you may have decision makers, you may have the user of the product, you may have a purchasing agent, you know, with a big one like uh, the company you just mentioned. And you have to uh, get over those hurdles uh, by literally learning all these different languages, let's call them sales languages, for each of these uh, styles, for each of these buying types within a company. And what about, Umar, if you are selling to a group of people at one time where you have mixed personalities in that room. Yes. You know, now what do you do? Uh, you, uh, you, what you do, by the way, is uh, let's just assume you had all four styles in that room. You're, you're presenting to a big group of people and uh, you need to understand who, whose interest you will lose first. And that is the D, the, uh, yes. the dominant style, the director. So you really, uh, and then who would you lose second? Probably the I style, the socializer. Third, possibly the, uh, the C style, which is the thinker. And, and last, the S style. So basically, you want to go in and uh, basically say, you know that old saying, uh, speakers are taught this. Tell them what you're going to tell them, tell them, and tell them what you told them. So it's yes. the, the overview, the presentation, the summary. So basically... Uh, you go in, if you have a group of people, and basically say, all right, here's the bottom line uh, uh, issue of what we're going to cover today. Here's what makes it unique and different and exciting. You notice who I'm getting now. I'm getting the uh, yes. socializer. Uh, uh, here's the step-by-step -step process we will take today, the agenda, so to speak. Now I got the C in there, the, the thinker. And here's how it affects... Uh, the people within the company and your customers. Now I grabbed the S, the relator. Uh, then I go through that same thing. Here's the bottom line benefits, uh, you know, in my presentation uh, and, and go through the whole presentation in that order, summarize it in that order, and that's it. Now I got everybody. I love it. That actually makes a lot of sense and it kind of maps over to some other systems that I've seen for teaching. Have you ever come across system called format. I have not. No. What is it? There's certain people, uh, my wife used to be a person like this, bottom line it for me kind of, kind of gal. So it's like, start off with, you know, why is this important for you to pay attention? And you get those uh, D's coming on board, just like right. you said. Right. And then the what people are the people that are concerned about the process. You know, how does this work? Give me the steps yes. of doing this. Yes which isn't quite socializer, but it's more like the process people get uh, happy yeah, with that. Yeah, and then the going to people like me and possibly you, the people that uh, are like, you know, shut up already and I just let me play with it. And the experiential kind of learners. And then the last thing they had in their system were the people that asked the what if questions, like would this disc profile work if we were in Australia? And you're wondering, what? Why are you asking that? So I like it when different things kind of line up. It just lets you know that uh, there's a greater truth working here. And it just uh, makes me feel more comfortable. Yeah, absolutely. So it, it's, it's very similar. You know, we're adjusting our presentation based on the audience. Uh, you, uh, I know one of your previous uh, uh, podcasts was with Jim Cathcart. And, yes, brilliant guy. Yeah, and Jim Cathcart and I, we we uh, 
co-authored many products over the years. One was called Relationship Strategies. Uh, and, uh, you know, that that's really what it's all about. It's, you know, this whole concept of, of adjusting our style uh, and our communication to uh, connect with other people. It's as simple as that. You know that old saying, when in Rome, do as the Romans? That's yes. what the platinum rule is. It's, you know, hey, depending on who you're talking to, if you really want to connect, connect at their level, not necessarily yours. And Tony, I couldn't agree more because I think a lot of, in the general public, uh, sometimes that's seen as you're trying to manipulate, but the, no, what we're trying to do is to communicate in a way that allows the other person to understand it in the most easiest way possible. You're honoring someone by taking the time to do this. Yes, and, and let, me, let me address that issue of man manipulation because it does come up every so often. Uh, I believe that ne there's negative manipulation. Negative yes. manipulation is where I am trying to control your behavior uh, preferably for my benefit. And positive manipulation is where I'm changing my behavior to benefit the relationship, to lower interpersonal tension, to communicate more effectively. I'm not trying to change you. I'm changing me. Uh, a good example of that, Umar, is <clears throat> let's say somebody is a, a heavy smoker. Yes. And they're, they're going on a sales presentation and they, they did their homework in advance realize the person they're calling on has never smoked in their life. So when they go in for that presentation, for however long it lasts, the person is not going to smoke. The person is not even going to ask, do you mind if I smoke? They will uh, adapt their behavior so as to make the other person feel more comfortable with the relationship. Now, do you call that manipulation? In a sense, I'm manipulating myself, but not manipulating you. I agree, Tony. It's uh, I, I believe that is 100% my responsibility to make sure I connect with Tony. And if Tony happened to be doing the same thing, we have this amazing conversation that might last an hour, but feel like 10 minutes because it was just flowing so well. And for the listeners out there, when you use these techniques that Tony is uh, talking about, one of the things you can notice is when you're talking with someone in their language, you'll notice that the head nods, those microscopic little nods, is their unconscious mind saying, you get me, you connect with me. And so that I always look for as an indicator when I'm connecting with someone, if I'm getting those little microscopic head nods, that means I'm connecting at a much deeper level. Yeah. And also look for one other thing, Umar. And oh, tell me. For how many people look for this. So yeah, yes, the microscopic head nods, look at their eyes. When somebody is, is connecting with you, their eyes are open a little bit more. And when they're not, their eyes are closing a little bit more. When people are skeptical, when they don't believe what you're saying, when they think you're lying, you'll see that they their eyes just closed. Again, we're talking about microscopic here, but you've got to watch those eyes. Uh, they'll close them a little bit when they really like what you're saying. You can see their eyes open a little bit more. So watch the eyes in addition to those microscopic head nods. And just to add to that, I think uh, you know that little pink triangle at the corner of your eye where it meets the nose? Yeah. When people are skeptical, their lower eyelid lifts up slightly. And that you can't do that intentionally. It's just an unconscious thing. And that triangle goes in half. 
And so if you're ready to ask for the deal and you can't see the triangles of their eyes, forget about the whites of their eyes, that means there's skepticism there and there's an objection you haven't uh, addressed yet. So humans are fascinating. Tony, you're a master of connecting with people. Uh, What three pieces of advice would you give leaders and or salespeople that when you're connecting with your people, someone brand new that you've never met before, how do you decode them in a way that uh, you can connect with them without having them take a profile? All right. Well, I would, the very first thing is listen more than you talk. So ask open-ended questions that get them to elaborate on their answers Yes, uh, and listen to them. And while you're listening, try to determine uh, is this person uh, coming across faster paced or slower paced? Is the person, uh, does it seem like they're more relationship oriented or more task oriented? So uh, that that's one thing. Uh, and uh, when it comes to selling, uh, not only do I want to understand their style, their pattern of behavior, but I want, I want to understand their needs. So I want to make sure that I do a good needs analysis by asking them uh, some, some good open-ended questions. Tell me a little bit about your business. Uh, uh, in addition to yourself, who else is involved in, in, in this kind of a purchase? Uh, uh, have, you know, have you used, what, what's your experience been uh, working with X company or Y company or our company, you know, in, right. in the past. so a lot of open-ended questions rather than closed-ended questions that require a simple yes or no. So Tony, uh, if I remember right, and like I said, I, I read your book maybe 10 years ago, maybe longer. I seem to remember in the platinum rule, you sorted out people that when you meet someone, uh, whether they're introverted or extroverted. And if they happened to be extroverted, they were probably uh, directors or socializers. And if they were introverted, they would be thinkers or relators. And then the other, uh, the rows were, uh, are they concerned about people, which would be socializers and relators? Or are they concerned about data, which would be directors and uh, thinkers? How does fast and slow compare to introverted, extroverted well, in that context? Yeah, so I, I have... Uh refine that a bit okay i would i would say that the pure extrovert would be the i style the socializer the mm-hmm. pure introvert would be the c style the thinker yes but the the other two styles are the the d and the s so the director and the relator are sort of a combination of both uh so D's uh, can be both introvert and extrovert. Extrovert, particularly when they are selling. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, uh, the S's, again, uh, or the relators can be both uh, introvert and extrovert. Extrovert because of their love of people and their communication with people. Uh, and uh introvert in that they're they're certainly not as outgoing as a socializer uh they don't like to be the center of attention uh they even get embarrassed when you know they're uh you know let's say they're winning an award and 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 they're called up or called out uh in a positive way you know they kind of blush you know our shucks you know it wasn't much uh so yeah 
uh, what do they call it? I call it a, a ambivert. So an amb a m b i ambivert uh, would be the d's and the s's. Uh, an extrovert the i's, an introvert the uh, c's. Interesting, Tony. I really appreciate you chatting with me today. I learned a lot. In the show notes, we're going to put uh, all your websites and social media links. Any last words before we part company? Uh, well, Umar, you know we're right now, and this may date this podcast, but we're I hope right, it does. We're right in the middle of uh, this coronavirus issue, and I know a lot of people are uh, suffering. A lot of people are stressed and concerned. And uh, whenever I go through any kind of challenge uh, in my life, I always keep saying to myself, this too shall pass. And in, in today's environment, as bad as it looks or as bad as it might get, just remember this too shall pass. Tony, thank you so much for that. I really enjoyed our conversation and I can't wait uh, till our next. Okay. Thanks, Umar. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. And if you're looking for more tools, go to my website at nolimitselling.com. I've got a free mind training course there that's going to teach you some insights from the world of neuro-linguistic programming, and that is the fastest way to get better results. 